Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 295. This week we have Go Braves! Governor Greasy. Ivy League censorship. Throw down in the Senate. Hail Satan. Nikki Haley hates free speech. The lieutenant governor does not care for the secretary of state. Surprise. Ballot access. And tubs. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is is my partner in crime, Ken Pullen. Sorry to interrupt there, but uh, yeah, there's no love lost between Secretary of State and Lieutenant Governor, or most elected officials in a Secretary of State. Dude, <laughs> how did he piss everybody off? Yeah, I think he has. Uh, you know, and I think he's one of the. I think in a look, I don't think he's ever going to win another election after he goes out of Secretary of State. I think he's going to try to run for either Senate or Governor. I don't think he can win a primary ever again. But, I mean, he he did beat Jody Heiss last time around, so maybe he can. Who knows? He is not running for Senate. There's just no way. I yeah, mean, he's going to run for something now. He's, I mean, I think he run well, maybe governor, uh, which is becoming a crowded field already in Georgia. So it may be governor. I have more more chance of run for, for being governor than he does. And I'm nobody. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones. Chris Carr has announced he's going to run, and Brad Raffensperger. It, who knows? I mean, it all depends on where to face. Chris Carr's a scumbag too. I mean, yeah, I would never vote for Chris Carr. I mean, but anyway, I can, I, sorry to get I, carried I, away I, on that. <laughs> I could beat him. So, <laughs> so we're borrowing seventy-seven thousand dollars per day. Yeah, I thought I just saw this this week and thought it was interesting stats. So the U.S. now is borrowing seventy-seven thousand dollars per second, not per day, per second. Per second, and, yeah, yeah, per second. And we're also spending more money paying back the interest on our debt now. So what we pay on the interest on our debt now in the United States is exceeded one trillion dollars per year, which is more than we spend, you know, on the military. So out of a I don't even know how much the government's going to spend this year. I think around $7 trillion. They're going to run a $2 trillion deficit. And a trillion dollars of that is going to be spent just repaying debt. So that's just crazy numbers to think about. Do you know the number one debt holder in the United States? Is it? I've heard China before. I don't know if that's correct nope. or not. But Nope. All right. Let us know. U.S. citizens. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got, yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, every every time you buy a, a bond, there are municipal bonds, obviously, but but when you buy government bonds, that's lending money money to the to the federal government. And it says the total debt currently is one hundred thousand dollars for every person living in the U.S. That's not every taxpayer that's like every person in the u.s is in debt a hundred thousand dollars and it's just i mean it's continuing to skyrocket uh, it's gone up i think 85 percent. the national debt's gone up 85 percent since covid so just think if the national debt was 18 to 20 trillion in 2018 and, and, and don't think that i'm excusing it i'm just saying what it is i'm not, I'm not excusing it. yeah I'm no just no it's just it it's just amazing that the debt has is it's thirty-three trillion and counting, but literally five six years ago it was eighteen to twenty trillion, which is still a huge number. But it just shows over the last since COVID came out, the government has just put the pedal down on spending. And there's, I mean, there's no there's nobody in DC that's addressing the spending, and and none of the people running for president are, are going to stop spending either. It's it, no nobody is. When you look at and even left, when I talk to my yeah, I mean, right, even when I talk to my friends, it doesn't yeah, matter. No, and I talk to my friends about Social Security all the time. How and they're like, well, you can't touch Social Security. Well, what the hell are we going to touch if we don't touch entitlement programs? Like, if you don't go after Medicaid and Medicare and Social Security, that's 
I mean, that's like 80% of the budget now, unless you cut back on the military, which I mean, they won't do. They're not going to do. So and you, I, I mean, we've got to drastically as, cut as, back on social security. As an army vet, um, the the military budget needs to, does need to be you know hacked down quite a little, quite a bit, but Atlanta got the All Star Game back. Yes, we did. It's our weekly sports update, right? <laughs> so changing into the outline now. Yeah, screw Stacey Abrams now, right? I think I can say that. She pitched a fit, what, two years ago, Dave, when the voting law got changed. Uh, Major League Baseball took the All-Star game away from us, and then they yeah, gave it back to us. us. She called us all racists and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, we got the same we got the same law in effect now. So nothing has changed, but Atlanta did get the All-Star game back. So good for Cobb County in getting that game back. Well, the good thing is Ronald Cunha Jr. has, has been made the MVP. Yeah, that was amazing news, right? Seven, what he he had seventy three stolen bases and forty one home runs. Was that the final tally? And it was a unanimous selection too. I don't know how often that happens, but he was unanimously selected. So that's cool for him. Oh, that that boy can play. I mean, <laughs> he's amazing. He is. He's fast. He's fun I mean, to watch. He's fun to watch. He really is, and he has changed my opinion on on showing off because before before him i was very much opposed to the the whole you hit a home run you stand there and watch it go out i think there's different kind of showing off i don't mind his i don't know if you remember that texas player in the world series that he took it to a whole nother level i thought in showing off it was like an like Acuna is a fun showing off. You can tell Acuna's having fun, right? That Texas guy was like an angry showing off. Uh, it's like it was him against the world, and he was gonna. I don't know. He just looked angry when he was doing it. You know, I I, I get that. Is is Acuna looks like he's having fun? Yeah, that's what is, people like about he's, it. He's he's dancing around, and, and you know, he looks like he's having fun. It, it, I, I don't think that him standing watching his home runs means that he's standing up that pitcher or anything else. No, it not is, at all. Not he's at all. having fun. Yep. Totally agree. You Good know, for him. I, I, I like the football celebrations too. I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched the NFL game this year, but I don't know what they that during the celebrations. I used to love that. What was the icky shuffle and the icky shuffle? <laughs> That's going old school. That, that was actually referenced in my first my first show uh, my first show on. <laughs> Let me tell you why why you're wrong. Yeah, the icky said, shuffle. You know, I don't want to spike the football. And and Matt Lowe goes, yeah, Dave doesn't want to spike the football. And Jessica's over here doing the icky shuffle. Who did the <laughs> uh, and who was the football player that pulled the sharpie out of his at out of his pants one time and signed a football, <laughs> threw it in his stands. Oh, oh, Irving? Yeah, and he got in trouble because he said you couldn't use props as uh, a celebration type material. <laughs> well, the, there was a Dallas player that jumped into the pot for 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 uh, uh, toys for tots. Yeah, I mean, look, I I if you do something great in sports, I have no problem with it. You know, yep. go. Go, go, do you? But guess who's not doing great in sports? The Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons <laughs> are garbage. They've lost two games in a row with under thirty seconds left in the game to two. I think it's two rookie quarterbacks. I mean, they lost to two terrible it, teams, it, it, but just they, the way they, they lost, lost to inferior teams. Yes. Yeah, the way they lost was just really, really bad. Oh, well. Man. You know I'm a Falcons fan. I I, I can't watch them. I don't even like watching NFL. I think NFL sucks. Well, you have to sub- <laughs> do, you have to sub- do something on Sunday besides talk to your wife. I mean, uh, it's golf and napping. <laughs> golf and napping. So yeah. Jimbo Fisher's been canned. Yeah, so Jimbo and- Fisher. I mean, this guy fails upward. I've never seen anybody fail upward as, as much as Jimbo Fisher does. But yeah, Texas A&M uh, canned Jimbo Fisher, but he's walking away with over $70 million in his buyout that they've got to pay. 
I think I heard the term, and this was a friend of mine, $26,000 a day not to coach. Wow. Yeah, I think he's done coaching. Uh, I don't know why he'd want to coach again. So, uh, you know, one of my friends that lives in Texas though, told me that A&M has, could buy most SEC football teams. He said they've got all that money, oil money, coming in from Texas to the football program. So $70 million was like a drop in a bucket to, uh, to well, that's A&M. Where, that's where Johnny was, right? Yeah, that's where Johnny Menzel was, yep. But they said this was nothing to that program to – to pay this guy off to get him to go. Look, I don't think Jibbo Fisher's a bad coach. I don't. I think he's terrible. I, I <laughs> look, I, I I saw him beat my Gators. I don't think he's a bad coach. In fact, if if he if he wants to to you be in coaching again, I, you know, I wouldn't be opposed as a lifetime member of the, of the alumni association. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to him being hired. But doesn't he sort of leave programs in shambles? I mean, he left Florida State in shambles. Yeah, but and now but, Florida State's undefeated this year. Like, well, that's true. He, I mean, when he leaves a program, he leaves a programs with just nothing at the end of the day. And now, I mean, we'll have to see what Texas A&M does next year. But I promise you, they'll be better than they are this year. Well, speaking of hurting, we have. <laughs> Megan Rapino, who I despise. Yeah, I don't know who likes this chick. You know, she was the one on the U.S. Women's Soccer. She's uh, U.S. Women's Soccer team. She's just she's hard to deal with. So she was playing her last professional soccer game last week. Hurt her leg, tore her Achilles in the first part of the game. Then in the, then this is where it gets really strange. She says by hurting her leg. That is a sign that God doesn't exist. So this is a, you know, she's lesbian, female, uh, hardcore liberal. And she said by getting hurt, that that's a sign that God doesn't exist. I would actually say completely the opposite, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure God cares about Megan Rapinoe and, uh, but it, what a terrible take, right? I mean, what is she trying to prove on her way out by, Throwing God under the bus. No, she is. She's an awful human being. She's terrible. Uh, Absolutely horrible. You can't. You can't blame God for getting an injury. No. And this is somebody who's had my joints rebuilt four times. Okay. I know. You know she's she's saying that that God was watching that sh- that particular match. And decided that, oh, I'm going to hurt her. No, 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 no. No, she's saying the opposite. She's saying God doesn't exist because she got hurt. She's saying well, if God would have been watching, she wouldn't have got hurt. <laughs> good God. <laughs> yeah, I know. It gets even screwier. Yep. All right. That's our sports update. All right. So we have a politician <laughs> that finally tells the truth. Isn't this amazing? So, look, we're being uh, we're trying to be funny here, but Governor Newsom this week, I don't or last week as the show airs, he had the uh, the Chinese dictator in. Uh, I don't know what his official title is, President Xi. Well, he's uh, uh, Xi Jinping. Um, yeah, yeah. So he had him in from China. Uh, everybody knows San Francisco is just a hellhole out there. They've got. Uh, People living on the streets everywhere, homeless people all over the place. They're pooping on the sidewalks. I mean, it's a it's a terrible environment. Chinese guy comes in, Chinese president comes in, and he cleans the whole place up. So they asked Governor Newsom about, like, why did you clean up the street? And he said, and this is a quote. I know folks are saying, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because of all those fancy leaders are coming to town. That's true because it's true. And then he said, but it's also true for months and months and months before APAC. So he basically said the truth out loud, right? We cleaned it up because a lot of fancy people were coming into town. Man, I love San Francisco. Oh, it's a beautiful city. No, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. Yep. I mean, going to the, going to the pier. Down around the wharf is amazing. Is yep. a Pier 13. Um, it's the Fisherman's Wharf down that way. Is You can look no, out and see Alcatraz and see the Golden Gate Bridge. 
has. No, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic <clears throat> city. I mean, it, it is one of the short list places that people should visit. But not when it's turned into what it's turned into. Yeah, not not when you have to step over human feces. Right. But but you know, I I went as a kid and and I, I will tell you, San Francisco is an absolute beautiful, beautiful city. It is incredible. It's just it's it, it's it, just it, gone. Downhill. Right. I mean, yeah, it, you know, a lot of stores have shut down because of you know the thieves and the looting that's coming into the areas. No, it's yeah, an abs- it's an absolute poo hole. Yep. I don't know if I'd go right now unless I kept it cleaned up. It probably, I probably wouldn't either. We, when Connie and I were looking at places to go, we were looking at going out west again. Um, you know, we do we do Europe every every couple couple years. So we're looking at some place to go out west, and it's like San Francisco, no, L.A., no. I know. Uh, I still would like to go to L.A. We thought about doing that over Christmas, flying into Vegas and doing L.A. and San Diego. But you're right; it's just certain parts of L.A. are terrible now. Uh, but it's still the West Coast is is a gorgeous place to visit. It's just it's gone downhill so much. And I have friends out there. I mean, I have lifelong friends out there. It's it's just that that it's it, it's 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 such a such an asshole. Yep. That you know, as as a tourist, you don't want to go. No, and I don't know if you saw this, but when the Chinese president was coming through town, they had there were Chinese flags everywhere, like on the streets. There was not. I mean, there was not an American flag to be seen. So, I mean. Talking about rolling the red carpet out to a communist. That's exactly what happened this week and or last week in San Francisco. Yeah, they absolutely did. So your tax dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Is this surprising? Are, are being uh, used used to silence your voice. Yeah, this story came out. Uh, but Republicans were investigating. They're investigating a 2020 election still, and and how. Social yeah, media being, companies were being silencing. Twenty three, almost twenty twenty four. Yeah, they're still investing yeah. in twenty twenty. Yeah, they are, and how social media was uh, silencing certain voices online. And what came out of a report this week is the State Department actually outsourced its social media censorship program to Stanford University ahead of the twenty twenty election. So basically, the Homeland Security and State Department worked directly with Stanford using tax dollars to silence conservative and Republican voices online. And it wasn't like they silenced both. Uh, And this is a quote. It said, this pressure was largely targeted in a way that benefited one side of the political aisle, true information posted by Republicans and conservatives was labeled as misinformation while false information posted by Democrats and liberals was largely unreported and untouched by the censors. The report read, so basically, we outsourced this all to Stanford, gave Stanford a couple hundred million dollars uh, to go in and mark Republican and conservative information as misinformation. I know this is not a shock to anybody probably listening to this program. No, but no, no one's I just, shocked about, about it. But it's just the it scale is, of the operation was huge. It's heinous. Yep, it is heinous. You know, political speech is is protected and and look i i understand that that twitter and facebook are private organizations i understand that and i don't i don't expect anything more from them than being uh being Liberal. private <laughs> no well well being <laughs> private organizations yeah they are private until the government starts telling them what to censor exactly and that's right. where we've got the problem yep. is the problem is the government stepping in yeah, I don't that, care what Twitter what does as long as it's the government not telling them what to do. I don't like it uh, because I think I think most of these are more. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't like it, right? If they censor my voice, uh, but if Joe Biden in his White House tells Twitter to censor me, we've got a big problem. Exactly, and that's right. what happened. But, 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 and that's what happened. But it also shows that the government was never on board with Trump. <laughs> no. None of the none of the agencies up there, all the all the uh, government workers were never on board at all. Right. They were undermining him at every turn. 
well, this shows they undermined him in this. Yeah, exactly. The next story I absolutely love. I <laughs> love this story. I love it, love it, love it. There was yeah, a- you got to read the headline, though. Who knew Republicans in Congress were so feisty? <laughs> all right. Go first, ahead, Dave. First of all, all right, you, you read the headline. Oh, yeah. Mullins is a MMA fighter. Yeah, Senator where's Mullins. he from? So he's a senator from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Yep, tough-looking guy. He's a he's an MMA fighter, and he gets into a, a, a back and forth. And this has been happening for months. Yeah, they've been going back and forth on Twitter also. So this the Teamster boss Sean O'Brien actually tweeted on Twitter to he'd kick his ass uh, if he came outside. Right, if he met him somewhere outside of the hearing. That's kind and of the backstory to this. And Mullen says, "Stand your butt up." <laughs> and and the and the teamster's head goes, "Well, you stand up first. Some bitch stands up, starts pulling his ring off. I mean, yes. he, he was. About, I, th- I thought that was a power move when he pulled his ring off. Yeah, he was serious. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was seriously going to beat this dude's ass. And I love this story so much. I don't know if you saw Bernie Sanders was actually chairing this committee meeting. He was. I thought I thought Bernie had pooped in his pants. He had the craziest I mean, he didn't know what was going on, right? He's trying to he's trying to get the senator to sit down. He's screaming at both of them. Uh he said, You know you're a United States senator. Act like it. Look, I loved it. Uh I thought it was great. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. And that Teamster boss would have got his tail kicked by oh, oh, Senator Mullen. No, no doubt. I mean, look, I've been a few scrapes myself. I probably would not cha- challenge Mullins. I mean. No, he's a tough guy. I mean, yeah, he's he's been a UFC fighter. I probably would not challenge him. I didn't know he was a senator either. I'd never heard of this guy from Oklahoma. Even even in the interview, he said, "I may be a senator, but I'm a I'm a boy from Oklahoma first, and you don't call us <laughs> out like that." I mean, he he, I loved it. I I loved it. I, I don't even I, know I, when I, he took office. Do you? No, I have no idea. But but he, <laughs> he 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 made me so happy with his interview. Even the interviews afterwards, uh, he didn't back down. I mean, you know, he basically said, yeah, come on, boy, come on. And what I think is funny is the Teamsters are known for being like mobsters and stuff like that. And I'm putting air quotes around it. You know, you know, nobody can see it, but I'm putting air quotes around it. But, you know, you think about the Teamsters being, you know, mobsters and all that stuff. And he shrunk he, there's no, there, there's no way he was taking on Mullins. Yeah, so he has served in Congress since 2012 and just got, uh, just got elected to the Senate last year. So this is his first year in the Senate. <laughs> Good for him. No, and great for him. I mean, look, <laughs> you know, dude was 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 saying some outlandish stuff online. He and- was. And Mullins called him on it. Like, you want to go? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go right now. And, and 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 look, Bernie Bernie restored order. And I will say that 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 Bernie is the example of we don't need an age requirement. It, it's it's acuity because because Bernie's still sharp. Yeah, Bernie still got it. Even though I disagree with him on everything, he still is sharp. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, Bernie says, "Sit down, you're a United States senator. Sit down." Yeah, Bernie's in his eighties. He's a uh, he's eighty something. Yeah, it's and sharp. And look, you and I, you, you and I agree. I don't I I don't agree with anything Bernie Sanders stands for, but. That moment, I mean, in that moment, he was, he was 
on top of it, sitting yeah, down. Yeah, he was. Bernie's 82, by the way. Joe Biden's 80 and President Trump's 77. So it's going to give you a reference where everybody else is. Yeah. And look, the things I've heard about people that that, that I've talked to have been interacted with them is that Bernie Sanders is one of the nicest people you ever meet. He's well, most socialists are, aren't they? Well, he's he's gracious. <laughs> he's he's very. He's gracious nice. with other people's money. Well, that's true. I mean, he owns <laughs> like four beach houses, but yeah. he he is kind. He's gracious. Uh, even if, if if he met one of the two of us, he would extend his hand and be kind. Yeah, yeah I mean that's how it should be. It, it, well, uh, with well, most people, with most people, there's some. Yeah, with, with but uh, but he, he was the chair of this thing. Sit down. Yeah, you're a United That's States good. senator. Well, they say they say we're man to man too, uh, and it, it wasn't like the next story where the old Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy actually sucker punched Representative Tim Burchette in the kidneys. Well, well that. And it's a totally that, opposite story. Do you really think that 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 McCarthy did that? Yeah, I mean, I just, there were people around him that saw it. I mean, basically just went up behind him and kind of All elbowed right, so, him so, right in the kidneys. So, so the story is there's there's a Republican in the House that voted to 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 boot McCarthy. Yeah, right. And, and he accused McCarthy of throwing an elbow. Yeah, and, I mean, it wasn't necessarily and, him. And to, I mean, people and, around and him did. Into his, and, into his, his lower back, and, you know, and all that stuff. Yep. Oh, man, I don't even know. The, I don't even think it's true. I do. I, yeah. There were too many people around him that saw it. Now, nothing's going to happen to Kevin McCarthy, but I just, I just think he was irritated and saw his chance to kind of. I mean, there's also, look, I've kind of nudged people in the back before, too. You probably have. But these, there's no love loss between these guys, right? I mean, they don't like each other. So that's why I think it's different than me kind of hitting you in the back as a friendly, like, hey, Dave, you know, how's it going? No, this was Kevin McCarthy kind of punching this guy in the back. So, Yeah, but but I'm more Senator Mullins than, than anything else. Like, if, if somebody actually did that to me, I'd beat his ass. Well, I think he was surprised. I mean, because Tim, uh, the Representative Burchette was giving an interview. And I just think he was surprised when he felt somebody punch him in the back and he turned around and it was McCarthy. There's been an ethics complaint filed against Kevin McCarthy. I'm sure it's not going anywhere. Uh, but there's also probably cameras. I don't know if you, I haven't seen any camera angles as part of this, but witnesses around him said that this did happen. Yeah, but but what you, I mean, if, if somebody elbowed me in, in the kidneys, I'd turn around and throw a punch. Yeah, I, mean, I guess if, uh, yeah, I guess the situation, right? Well, it's 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 a situation, but you don't know if it was an accident or he did it on purpose. I mean, well, I didn't exp- and and yeah. and and Kevin says because I didn't, I if if I did anything, it was you know accidental, you know, and you have to you have to believe him because there's there's no other you know, narrative to go, go, go with it. But if, if someone elbowed me in the kidneys, I assure you the next <laughs> thing that would happen would be an overhand, right? Yeah. I, just, I think the temperatures, I mean, you can just feel everybody's fed up with what's going on in DC right now. Even the people up there, I think everybody's on edge. They did end up passing this bill to keep the government open, but the new speaker of the house passed that bill and uh you know it had democrats helping more republicans voted no on that bill so it's it's just a crap show in dc at the moment and then i think more and more people are starting to talk about the debt like we talked about earlier i mean they're finally speaking of shows sorry eric we have nikki haley my god man yeah yeah, we should have mentioned her a while ago when we were talking about the uh, st- the other story about censoring speech. Yeah, Nikki Haley came out this week and said that every person that is on social media platform should have to prove their identity before they post anything. 
which is a huge I, I, First Amendment issue. I don't disagree in principle, but it's not a. I do not believe it should be a government thing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I guess if Facebook wants you to prove your ID, then Facebook can make me prove my ID, right? I think that's where we would fall well, on you, this. But you have a blue check mark. I don't. But it goes to. I heard this. The, uh, Eric Erickson was talking about this week on his radio call-in show. Somebody called in and said, well, if Nikki Haley got her way, I couldn't call into your show and just say it's Dave with a question anymore. I would have to prove my identity to the Eric Erickson show when I called in because this is my opinion. I don't have to identify myself when I call into a talk show. The same way I don't have to identify myself when I post on Facebook or Twitter or any other and, and, program. And, and I don't, I don't disagree. <clears throat> and look, if if Twitter or or Facebook says that we need to verify who you are, fine. Private entity. Yeah, but not the government policing this, and that that's the well, problem here. Exactly it's the government. Right. She wants the government to police all these private entities. And man, I mean, just think of the oversight on that program where every single social media outlet from Reddit to Facebook to Twitter to TikTok, everything, you'd have to somehow prove with a driver's license or a passport, you are who you say you are. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. I, I started the cycle liking her because I, I do like Nikki Haley. She, she's, she's, I don't like one thing about her. Uh, I got no, you. I mean, I, I, you know, the, the, the things, you know, she started off, but the more she talks, the less I like her. Yeah, she's a huge war hog. Well, that that, she that, wants, that that goes for my wife too. Yeah, she. Uh, <laughs> I I did that's, see that, that's quite a, a joke, f- Kenny. I did see people this week that were supporting Nikki Haley come out and say they weren't supporting her anymore. So there were there were some uh, you know people in the Georgia House that came out retired and current that were supporting her. They they pulled back their sort of endorsement from her. Um. She's walked this back now. She says she didn't really mean it for U.S. citizens. She meant it for na- you know foreign nationals posting online. Uh, she tried well, to say, how, she, how, yeah. How in the hell do you know the difference? Yeah, how do you do that too? Since these companies are global, right? I mean, it just her team has tried to walk this back, but she, I think she absolutely killed her presidential any kind of presidential hopeful. That she had is gone after this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, she was everybody's. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't. But her and, you know, she was making headway in Iowa. I think this has killed that. She was doing better in New Hampshire behind uh, Donut Boy up in New Hampshire, Chris Christie. Uh, sorry to make a fat joke out of him. But, you know, I think she was in second place after Trump. But I think this just absolutely ended her political career running for president. Yeah, 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 she's done. And why would, and whoever, let's just say Trump wins next year. Would you want this in the cabinet? I mean, do you really want Nikki Haley in the cabinet with him? After after what she said, no. I know, heck no. So this is scary stuff. I just don't know where she, I mean, and everything these people do is orchestrated. You know, they go on shows, they know what, I mean, she thought about this. It wasn't just off the cuff, right? She thought about what she's going to say. This was not a mistake on her part. She believes this. And she obviously thought that it was going to be more receptive, right? People were going to say, yeah, great idea, Nikki. Let's let's go with that. And there was universal pushback against her. This is an interesting one. So we have ballot access. Uh, uh thing to have uh 13 republicans have declared for for uh, a president in georgia but there's one notable exception yeah so i didn't know and this was happening i guess last week that the state executive committee had to certify the list of people that would be on the march 12th 2024 ballot republican ballot right when we go and vote on the republican candidate so they actually certified this week. And I think what you're alluding to is there was one notable exception. That I didn't even know who this lady existed until this week. I spoke to her this morning. <laughs> How'd that go? She's something else. 
something else, man. She's something else. Good God. And most people don't even know what we're talking about because nobody knows who Sarah Thompson is in Georgia, but she got into an online uh, sort of rift with Jessica Slodgy this week on her Facebook page. Which never goes well. No, it doesn't. She called Jessica Tupperware, or either she did or one of her supporters called her Tupperware, and I also refer to Jessica as a thug. Uh, The lady doesn't even have a Facebook page. She She says she was running for president. And she said she should have been on the Georgia ballot and Chairman Josh McCoon left her off the ballot. But the lady doesn't even have a Facebook page with her real name on it. Uh, I don't know what's going on. This is weird. Weirder than weird. It, 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 it is strange. And, and like I said, I talked to her this morning. Um, she, she was very kind with her time. I did not mention the fact that that I'm, you know, very good friends with Jessica and and with Eric, you know, who edits edits our our, our podcast. So I, yeah, I, right. I, didn't, I didn't tell her that, but she was very kind with her time. But man, the stuff she was talking about. The oh, is, she, is she a mix between Candace Taylor and somebody else, or is she? I hate She's to bring up nuts. Candace Taylor on the show. She's nuts. So does she, like nuts as in uh, the Chinese control the voting machines? No, and the, no, that, that, not, first not of all, that way. She, she was talking about Chris Carr, and, and I'm with her. Yeah, about, nobody likes Chris Carr. You know, except Chris, the Carr's, Chris establishment. Carr needs to go. But she called the Republican Party a uh, corporation, which it is. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But that they they conspired to keep her out. <laughs> I don't think anybody conspired to keep her out of anything. Uh, well, that, that's the thing is is you're talking about one state. You know, if you're running for president, you have to run in fifty states. Yep. And to and to be on the ballot, you have to. I think to be on the ballot, you've got to have a certain level of support. You have to pay twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand dollars. To the GOP, state GOP. So, Which yeah, is why I, mean, I, I didn't run. Yes, yeah, me too. I didn't run because of that. Well, you saw the post I put on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. That the the, the party is, is so fractured that, hell, I'll run. But I'm, yeah, not, 20, so, I'm not paying 25000 for for the privilege. And I don't know if you saw all these 11 candidates. I can't. I don't even know a couple of these people like David Stuckenberg. I've never heard of that name. He'll be on the ballot. Ryan Binkley will be on the ballot. Ryan is a pastor. I don't even know where he's a pastor from. Perry Johnson's on the ballot. I don't know who Perry Johnson is. And then the the people that have dropped out of the race lately, like Tim Scott will be on the ballot. Asa Hutchison, Doug Bergham. Tim Scott's already pulled out. Yeah. So they're, but they're still going to be on the ballot. They, They can't take their names off at this point. So even though they've pulled out, they'll still be on the ballot in March. I, I will say that she was very gracious in talking to me. I, I talked to her for probably an hour. Ugh, uh, you got more patience than I do. She, she, she's quite lovely. She, I don't talk to anybody for an hour besides you one time a week. <laughs> she's quite lovely. She 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 uh, um, was very gracious with her time. Uh, it you know I, I I understand that she hates Eric and hates hates Jessica and all that stuff, but you know us both being Army veterans, you know we we had a very constructive conversation. She was she was quite kind to me. Um, I'm not excusing any of, any of her behavior. I'm just saying that that she was was kind to me with her with, with her time and she she was an officer in the army she was she was in uh, uh personnel and i was i was a non-commissioned officer i was an nco and she treated me with 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 a lot of respect and and i appreciate that you know i appreciate the 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 way that that that, that she treated me because you know, I, I was not an officer, and it would be easy for her to talk down to me, and she did. She did not. 
So I, I will I will say that about her is 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 she was kind to me, and you know, without needing it, you know, she didn't talk down to me or anything else. I will say that <laughs> there's no freaking way. I'm not voting for her. I, 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 I can't. I, well, you can't nothing. vote for her. She's not on the ballot. <laughs> well, that's true too. But <laughs> yeah, there's 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 no freaking way. But she she was very kind and she was very nice with her time and and, and all that. So it, that that should be noted. That you know when she answered the phone, first of all, she didn't know who I was, and. Honestly, if you're in Georgia politics, you should know who the hell I am. Ooh. Just like you can. People know who the hell you are. <laughs> About 18 people. But but at a certain point, if you get into Georgia politics, you should know who the hell I am. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. You've been around for quite a while. You're one of the grassroots guys. Well, it's it's not that I'm not, I'm not sucking my own pecker here. I'm just saying that that if you're in Georgia politics, you should know who I am. When when I call and I say I'm Dave Roberts, I I called a, a state senator the other day, and he picked up the phone and goes, "Yes, Mr. Roberts." I'm like, "How the hell do you know this is not my state senator? My state senator is is, is Jason Ambertardi. And, you know, I, of course when he picks up the phone, he knows who I am. Um but he's like, "Yes, Mr. Roberts." Like he's like, "How in the hell do you know who I am?" He goes, "I don't know, but you're on my phone." But 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 the point of that is is she's so far out of the mainstream that she 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 has no chance of doing anything because she's so st- far out of the mainstream. Yep. No, nah, I don't. I mean, I've, yeah, I, I've never heard of this girl. I mean, but well, like I, we talked about earlier, these. I mean, she's she's probably a big deal in her local political party down wherever county in South Georgia she lives in, and these local. GOP, I hate to say this, but these local parties are useless now. I mean, it's, and it's good people, but all they talk about, if you go to any Republican Party meeting in the state nowadays, all they talk about is the election being stolen, uh, that Trump, they talk about the voting machines. You'll hear, I mean, just go in and play, you know, like bingo with the, the keywords you'll hear. It's all about the voting machines are rigged. We can never win another election. The election was stuck. Like, there's nothing that's driving a party forward at the local level anymore besides just looking backwards. They're, they're, they're useless. Well, and I feel that, I feel that about, about the Republican Party is they're, they're not advancing There's nothing constructive. Anything. Well, no, there's exactly. nothing constructive. There's nothing constructive. I mean, they're... Look, this week, not to get on the local parties, but this week a study came out. 70% of people support school choice in Georgia. It's the number one issue across both political parties in the state of Georgia that they support. 70% support school choice. Last year, 11 or 12 Republicans voted against Governor Kemp's bill for school choice. I don't know if you remember this. We talked about it on the show. So, so Republicans could have passed school choice. Every other state around us has passed school choice. That's an issue that wins. That's an issue that Republicans can go out into minority communities and talk about school choice. You think they're talking about that? You think they're addressing the 12 representatives that voted no on it? You think they're doing any, they're not doing any of that stuff. They're, they're not taking and, any issues and, 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 and focusing that's the on thing them. is that is, that is bipartisan. That oh, is, it's the biggest bipartisan issue out there, school choice says. Absolutely, because black mothers want their kids to have the best education possible. Yep, my representative voted against it. My state rep that followed me voted against school choice. Uh, she was one of the 11 or 12. Do you think our local party is calling her out for voting against it? Not a chance. All they're talking about is the voting machines being rigged. That's all they talk about. Man... 
and and look, it's the same thing on on uh, what's her name's uh, uh, page is is number one thing is it was rigged, rigged, rigged. We want we want paper ballots. And if it's rigged in 2020, what has changed where it's not going to be rigged again next year? So, I mean, look, Democrats are in control now. So Trump was in control in 2020, right? Now Democrats are in control. So what has changed? What's going to make the election become unrigged again? And what they're doing is they're just setting Trump up to lose again. And then we're going to go another four years of the whole crap being rigged again. And I, I mean, this is going to be the local talking point for the next five or six years. But what's the point? Yeah, there's none. I mean, I'm just but tired what, of it. What's, what's the point? Is what's the what's their solution? They don't have a solution. Well, their solution oh, is paper ballots, which can, which can be just as hacked as the machine. I mean, I don't even think the machines can be hacked. I'm not a machine can be hacked guy, but paper ballots. There's all kind of issues with paper ballots. Uh, so I don't I don't know why they think paper ballots is the end all be all. It, it's it's called stuffing the ballot box for a reason. Yeah. Right, right. You know, it's it it's called stuff in the ballot box for for a reason. And and yep. like I said, I'm I'm not gonna hammer her. Um she she's brethren, you know, she's army vet and all that stuff. So I'm not I'm not gonna hammer her, but I don't know what she wants. You know, paper ballots are not not the answer. No, they're not. So, you want to read the last one? <laughs> no. Well, uh, I can. You're talking about uh, it's. Look, this is a very touchy subject here, but uh, which is why I told you to read it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, the headline is baptisms and football, and that uh, I saw the story on Jessica's page again this week. So, the Tattnall County football coach, his name was Isaac Farrell. He will no longer be coach uh, of the team. And the, the, the uh, Board of Education came out and said he was relieved of his duties, not by the story we're about to talk about, but by an incident that occurred after a game on November 3rd. So they're not they're not saying this because of this. But So after practice, uh, 20 players – so after practice, he had a pastor at practice, and 20 players stepped forward to be baptized. In his, and this was a Facebook post that he made and got shared by – the actual school. So <clears throat> 20 players got baptized. Yeah, the school shared it. 20 players got baptized after practice, uh, and they had a pastor there. So, again, touchy. I mean, I've got friends that think we need to pray when every class starts in school. I've got friends that think religion belongs nowhere in school. And so we're being very respectful, respectful to both of those parties and people when we say this, but, you know, I think Jessica said it, I think she said it correctly, and I'll quote what she said. She said, to be perfectly clear, the issue is that a government employee orchestrated the religious act of baptism and his official capacity to take place on school, quote, or school, parentheses, government grounds, and end a quote. I think that's the issue here, and Look, yeah, I, we, school grounds is the issue. You yeah, you cannot do religious acts like this on school grounds in your official capacity. And I, I told you earlier, I was looking at a Facebook post on this that I think Fox 5 Atlanta shared. Every single comment uh, was in favor of doing the baptisms. Like every single Every single comment. There wasn't a comment that said you shouldn't be doing this. Well, and look, I, I totally support the idea of being baptized. I, you know, I, I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. Getting saved to be baptized. That's what, if you're a Southern Baptist or Southern, most, if it comes from accepting Christ and being baptized at some point, that's kind of your public uh, profession of faith. Right. I, I'm all for that. And I have no problem with that. The problem I have is on school grounds. Yep. 
is he should really not be doing that on school grounds. It's it's, it's going to cost him his job. It did. I mean, he's well. It he's, cost him his football coaching. It didn't cost him his job at the school and the school system, but it did cost him his job as football coach, which is really big. Well, in, in certain counties around Georgia, uh, the the head football coach makes you know one hundred twenty, hundred forty dollars a year. Yeah, they do well, right? And it's a very prestigious job. I mean, if you're a a small county or rural county and you're a football coach, everybody like more people know who the football coach is than uh, probably the superintendent or, or the principal football coaches are really big. Yeah. Look, I I got no, I mean, look, it is absolutely wonderful. These 20 players uh, step forward to be baptized. That is incredible. Right. But the proper place for them to be baptized would have been at a non sanctioned school event like their church on Sunday or a church on Wednesday night or, or whenever the baptisms occur, uh, it is, I I don't, look, I have, we, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Why would you want a government entity like a school trying to uh, teach your kid about God and Christ and the Bible? I mean, don't they have enough problems right now just trying to educate our children? And then you're going to trust a government employee to, to talk to your kid about religion. I, I don't know about you, but I don't want a government employee talking to any of my kids about religion. That's my job as a dad. And that's my pastor's job. And where we go to church, it's not the school's job to teach my children about religion. Well, well that's the thing is had it done it anywhere else, anywhere else. I don't care if it, if, it's, if, if it was in his front yard, anywhere else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, no, but, but yeah, yeah, that's any, the tr- yeah. Anywhere else. And yeah. it, literally anywhere else. I know. And I, and it, I hate it, it for the guy. He seems like a super guy, right? I mean, I like his where his mind is on all this. And <laughs> I like where his heart is. You just cannot, you cannot do this. You cannot do religious acts on school grounds in your official capacity. And this is different than FCA, right? My daughter is in fellowship of Christian athletes and she spoke at school yesterday. So FCA is on campus, but it's, it's a different type organization and it's a different scenario. It's not mandated. Point. Right. It's not mandated. Yes. I don't know. I, I feel bad for the coach, but he also, if he wanted to do this, all they had to do was probably go a mile down the road to the closest church and they could have been baptized there. And then, you know, my Southern Baptist friends, I don't like it, but they would be up in an uproar if this was a Muslim doing some type of Muslim or Satanist or Satanist or, or any other religion that they didn't support. They would be up in arms with pitchforks if that was occurring in the local school system. So you, that's and that's why you need school out of religion altogether. All right, Kenny, you you have the mule. Oh, good. This was the easiest mule ever. Yeah, in case anybody didn't see this, Bobby Storm, she's a musician. She's 36 years old. She was on a Delta flight last week, uh, sitting towards the back of the plane when she starts singing. Now, she wasn't singing Amazing Grace or some song that people know. She was singing a new song that she's releasing uh, this week. So down comes the flight attendant in charge, and he asked Bobby to stop singing because it was irritating him and other musicians or other people on a plane. She turns around and asks everybody on a plane, is her singing bothering them? Look, if I'd have been on that plane, I would have been like, hell yes. Look, nobody wants somebody singing songs to them on a flying metal tube Going from Atlanta to Dallas. I, I get on a plane. I want to be left alone. I want to be completely left alone on a flight. I want to put my headphones in and either go to sleep or watch a movie. I don't want the lady next to me singing some. Look, and this was not, again, this was not some song everybody knows. She was doing nothing, but she was recording herself also. So she was doing this to, to look good for herself, right? And it was just glorifying her and nobody else. Nobody wants she singing on a flight, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk to. I don't even want to talk to people on a flight. No, me. I, I mean, I, I just want to be left alone. 
And some people, I don't know about you, but I travel quite a bit. And every once in a while, you'll get that person that sits down beside you. And you know right away they're on talk the entire time. That's why I usually get on a plane with earphones and I never take them off. Well, it's also why I fly first class. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show. I did I did make sure to 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 highlight that for you last week. What's that? Not if it was not on the show. Oh, I got you. I got you. Thanks. I was out. Of, I was, so last week I was on a business trip to Dallas and I came back. And just for the listeners, we went on a golf trip with 12 other guys to Fripp Island, which is an island off the South Carolina coast, a little north of Hilton Head. What an incredible place to go. Either if you like the beach and you want to just relax for a week or you want to take a bunch of people down and play golf, I can't recommend Fripp Island any higher. Just absolutely super place to go. I want any respective company who may may work for or for which uh, we may do work or any associated uh, uh, companies. (laughs) You could find other episodes over at the Georgia Virtual dot com you kind of ruined that sorry sorry <laughs> are you really no not really but Fripp is amazing <laughs> highly recommend Fripp Island <laughs> alright Kenny do you have any uh, closing thoughts no I mean you know we skipped over one little quick thing uh, that everybody needs to look at I'll make this my closing thought there was a freedom report out by the Cato Institute this week. Cato is a libertarian leaning think tank in DC where they rank all the States in order of like freedom and Liberty. Georgia ranks number ninth overall. If, if uh, listeners didn't know, so doing pretty good from the freedom report by the Cato Institute. But what I thought was interesting is a couple things in here that occupational freedom. We were number 32nd in the nation, which is not good. If, We've talked about this a lot, but Georgia has 43 licensing boards, 197 different licensing types, which is really bad. So that prevents people from easily being able to get into the the workforce. So Georgia needs to improve on that. And then I thought the other two stats that kind of stuck out is we're 41st in a nation in incarceration and arrest and 38 on gambling freedom, 48 on cannabis freedom, and 48 on civil asset forfeiture. So we've got some areas that I think, especially around that civil asset uh, areas and licensing that Georgia could really improve upon, hopefully the next uh, session coming up here in January. Doubtful. (laughs) I was trying to end on a positive note. Doubtful. Uh, I really don't have anything. Uh, What I would say is, if you like what you heard, please like and share us on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever the, your preferred uh, um, social media is. But, but please like and share us. We would appreciate it. So, for Ken Pullen, for Eric, our, our editor, who I know people, you know, people despise... I'm talking about one person in particular. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a good week. Oh, I've been running from the law. Hope they won't shoot me down soon. Catch me howling at the moon